tired Open wide From the dead From the heights I will be Sacrifice With these hands Lifted high Hear my song Hear my cry I will bring A sacrifice I will bring I will bring a sacrifice I'd be 
开心，落雨也还缺。Beauty of majesty, my arms are weak, but with you they're strong, strong enough to part the seas. You won't let me drown. You won't let me fade away. You won't let me drown. You won't let me. You are beautiful, my God, my God. You are, you are wonderful. You set my world apart to be more like you, to be more like you. Your grace is clinging onto my eternal soul. My arms are weak, with you they're strong, strong enough to part the seas in my life. Yeah.
Good morning and welcome to Mission Viejo Christian Church. From us to you, happy Father's Day. To all the fathers out there, we want to thank you for serving your families well and we just hope you do something super fun and enjoy the blessing it is to be a father today. If you are joining us here for the first time, we want to welcome you and we want to encourage you to text CONNECT to the number on your screen. This way we can connect with you and really welcome you into our church family. Last Thursday evening, we had an amazing opportunity to gather as a church community and as a city to pray over our nation. With everything going on, it was so encouraging to see everybody show up and partner with God during this time. If you're interested in more events like these, then go ahead and text SERVE to that same number on your screen. As you know, it is a crucial part of our faith and our walk with God to give. Whether that's every day, every week, every month, whatever you choose, we wanna make that as easy as possible for you. So you can go ahead and give through our app or on our website. This week, Pastor Mike is continuing in 2 Peter, and he's in a new location. I'm super excited to see where he is, so let's go find out. Well, as you can see, we're in a little bit different spot today as I wanted to share this message from my heart and most importantly, from the Word of God. Uh, it's absolutely just beautiful up here. I, I, I found this place a while ago and I found myself just being drawn back to this very special place where I just sense God's presence here. And you can see behind me the beauty of His creation, but you can also see the focal point of the cross behind me. You know, when Peter wrote the second letter to his listeners of the day, um, there was a lot of chaos that was going on. There was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of false teaching going on. And so when, when the Apostle Peter wrote this letter, which we're going to get into in just a moment, he wrote it because he wanted the people of God to have this absolutely rock-sure foundation of knowing what they believe and why they believe and how there were going to be a movement that was going to be changing human history and people's lives one by one. So um, I have a question before we get into the text for all of us this morning. If you had just a few hours to live and you had your loved ones around you, what, what would you want to say? I just um, recently had uh, a moment with a family who lost uh, their father of 84 years old. And um, his very last words were not about, hey, make sure you take care of that timeshare for me. You know, um, I got this bank account. want to make sure that, you know, it's handled correctly. Um, Make sure you take care of my boat that I absolutely love or the cars that I fixed. I have these vintage old cars and I just make sure you take care of my stuff. It wasn't any of that. It was simply about his family and what was the most important thing. I know for me, um, someday I know that, you know, the Lord's going to call me home. And just like all of us, they say it is true. One out of one will die. We're all going to die. But in those very last few moments, I hope that I'll have my boys with me and I want them to know these things. Boys, I want you so much to continue to love God from your heart. I, wa I want you to stay close to the Word of God. And then last is keep living for the gospel. Keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ because I believe that is the only hope for this world. And that's where Peter's heart was. He brought back some reminders to the people of God and he gives some reminders to them that I can almost kind of imagine like a parent Sometimes, you know, in parenting, we tell our kids, you know, over and over and over again, you know, if I have to tell you one more time or, you know, I just want you to know these important things. So I'm just going to keep reminding you because I don't want you to forget. And I think that's where Peter's heart was. He wanted the people of God to know these very, very important things at the end of his life. So I want to read this text. We're in um, 
second Peter chapter 1 we're gonna start in verse 12 we're gonna go all the way down to verse 21 but I just want to take this section and talk about it a little bit so Peter writing to the people of God where there were a lot of false teaching there was a lot of chaos Nero was after them I mean there was a lot of suffering and pain and here's what he says so I will keep reminding you of these things even though you know them you are firmly established in the truth that you now have I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me now and I will make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things. I, I love the way he opens this section that he's Peter's really sharing this this heaviness and I can just sense the passion in his heart I want the people of God to know these things. I want you to be established in them. I want you to be rooted in them because I want you, in the previous verses of that first chapter, I want you to keep growing in your faith. And he says this, he says, look, I, I, wanna, I wanna make sure you know that I made every effort to communicate the truth of God to you. And I wanna say it one more time, that the message that I have is credible that I'm going to share these things and refresh your heart and refresh your memory because in this world you will have trouble. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to have pain. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be days when you have lots of questions. And you've got to be absolutely rock sure of the faith that you have in Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that um, my message was credible. That the message that I gave you about the gospel and who Jesus is, they were, it was real life stuff. And he, you can tell out of that text that he's just, he's just reiterating the fact that this body that we live in, it, it's a tent. And someday it's going to waste away. Someday we're going to physically die. And he's sensing that God spoke to him that his life is nearing the end. And so this is, this is really, really important stuff that I want to share with you. And so he goes on in these verses in the book of Second Peter. If you want to continue to follow along, we're going to pick it up here. In verse 16, and he says this, For we did not come to you with cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came from heaven, the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven, and we were with him on that sacred mountain. I, I think what, what he's saying to us and what he's saying to the listeners of that day is that the message that I'm giving you is full of credibility. Why is that? Because we were eyewitnesses. We saw Jesus. We touched him. We heard him talk. He was a real person. He wasn't like a figment of our imagination. He wasn't some kind of Greek God. He wasn't some made up story or some, you know, a, a ghost that was kind of floating around. He was a real living, breathing person in the person of Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We saw him. He was real to us. So I, I'm not making up these stories. I'm not a storyteller. I'm not giving you Greek mythology, which was uh, a common thought of the day. He says, I didn't come to you with, with nice stories to make you feel good. I came to you with truth and to let you know that I am getting ready to depart, to leave this world. And what I'm going to tell you is so, so very important. I don't want you to miss this. 
I, I want you to understand that your life matters. I, I don't know if maybe you're listening to this right now, maybe just feeling like, does my life really matter? Does it really matter what I do? Does, does my life really make a difference? And I want you to know that Jesus Christ personally has a plan for you. He wants you to know that your life is valuable. It is precious to him. And that he wants to do something amazing with your life so that you can make a difference in this world, passing on something of value of Jesus Christ to others. So he really gives reference here in verses 16 to 18 about, man, we remember when we went up on this mountaintop, Peter, James, uh, and, and myself, we went up to this mountain and Jesus says, hey guys, we're going up to this mountain. And, and I just, I chose this place because I kind of imagine it might've been something like this. Uh, uh, there's, there's just nobody around, it's quiet. There's no distractions up here. And so Peter, James, and John follow Jesus. And I can imagine on their way up to the mountain, they're Jesus, when are we gonna get there? And finally, when they get to the top of the mountain, Jesus reveals all of his glory, all of his majesty. I mean, they get, think about this, what he's saying, as I remember on that Mount of Transfiguration, we got to see Jesus in his perfected state, man. We got to see him in white lightning, shining, I mean, power of God. I mean, the Holy Spirit was there. And not only did we see him, but we heard this voice and we knew that that voice was different. It was God's voice. This is my son whom I love and I am well pleased with him. So in this, in this moment, Peter is really saying that, that we saw and experienced God. We experienced him in his human form, but we got to experience him in his divinity. The fact that Jesus is fully God and fully man. We saw his power, man. We saw his glory. So um, the first thing I see here, just kind of drawing some truth out of this text is Peter saying, man, I've seen him. Here's a question I have for you and for myself. Have you seen him? I mean, have you met the risen Christ? Have you seen how awesome he is? God is awesome. Just in all of his power and all of his glory. And to think about this, the God of the creator of the universe chose you and I to follow him. I, I didn't choose Jesus because you know, I had my life together. I didn't choose Jesus because all the facts were in place. I chose Jesus Christ because my life was spinning out of control and I needed someone to help me. I was literally drowning spiritually. And when Jesus came into my life, he changed everything. Think about this for a moment as, as Peter is recounting all of these experiences he had with, with Jesus Christ. Think about the fact that he's communicating that God came down from heaven. He came to be born into this world. Jesus dealt with life's troubles. He, he dealt with the pain and, 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 and the difficulties of life. I mean, I'm sure there were moments when Jesus was a little kid that he got sick. Jesus faced racism. Jesus faced all the hatred and discord and division that was in his world. That he faced all these false accusations of people that were literally trying to entrap his life and destroy his ministry and destroy the credibility of who he was. And in that very breath, Jesus says to Peter, James, and John, hey, I am with you, I am real, and I will always be with you. And Jesus walked this road, and it took a while for me to get to this very place. I'm, I just feel privileged to be up in this place that God created, but it took me a while to get here. 
And I just, I was just thinking about when Peter wrote this text that there was a foreshadowing of Jesus' life and the stations as Jesus was walking that road, that road called the Via Della Rosa, that, that long, dusty road that Jesus carried his own cross, that when he got to the top of the hill, that when he laid himself down on that cross for the Roman soldiers to drive those nails in his hands and feet, that was for you and that was for me. And Peter is writing from a very, I believe, passionate, experiential moment of wanting so much for people to experience the same living God that he experienced, which leads really to the second thing. I, I just love this text and what it draws out that not only did he see, but he heard. So the question is, have we heard the voice of God? Have you heard God calling you into relationship with him? Maybe, maybe you're watching this right now and thinking, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever really heard God call me. And it's at this very moment through the word of God that, that God wants to reach out to you wherever you're at right now, that he wants you to know his love, his forgiveness, that he can transform you from the inside out, just as Peter was absolutely transformed. He had this experience with Jesus because he said, yes, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. I will leave everything behind and I will sacrifice and follow you, Jesus. I'm with you, Lord. Question, is, is that the desire of our heart? Have you had this experience of knowing God intimately from the heart? And that's what Peter wants the people to be reminded of. Hey, don't ever forget that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then he goes on in this text in verses 19 to 21. If you want to just turn there with me. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I, I, I just, I love what Peter is doing here. He's really marrying two thoughts together. That as you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus, never forget that you met him personally. That you had this experience as we looked at in these first few verses. But now he's communicating, it's not, just, it's not just having the experience of knowing God, but it's having the confidence of knowing that you and I have the written word of God from the prophets, thousands of years of these prophets giving the word to the people. And we have the very word of God written from the Holy Spirit in our hands today. It's something that we need to be reminded of in a day that things are so, so vastly changing that the prophecy of Scripture was reliable, it's credible, and we'd be careful to listen to it is what he's saying. That Peter's audience were being constantly bombarded with all kinds of false teaching, and they needed truth to hang on to, and they needed truth to communicate to others that had questions about, is it really true? Is Jesus really the one that was sent from God? So maybe if, if you're listening to this right now, and maybe you got some questions, hey, is there truth out there? Um, is there a God? It, it, I see you holding a Bible in your hand, but how do I know that that Bible is really true? And what about all the other world religions? What is it about Christianity? What is it about the Bible that makes it distinctly different from other 
so-called religious books. Well, I just believe that God gave us these amazing facts. He gave us these, these uh, facts that built upon credibility, upon credibility. For example, the Bible we know as we have the Word of God in our hand was written over a span of 1,500 years by over 30 different authors and over three different continents. And they all point to the same thing, the same story. We were created by a God who loves us, but we broke His laws. And because we broke the laws, God remedied that and reconciled us back to Himself. He, he took two, two things and He brought them together, God and man through Jesus Christ dying on the cross. And His resurrection power completes the story that God wrote 2,000 years ago so that we would know that God is alive and He's real. And what's amazing about this is He makes a reference to the prophets. Over 300 prophecies about Jesus alone from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and every single one of those prophecies have come true. There's not one false prophecy in the Bible. There's not any contradictions. There's, there's not missteps or mistakes in the Bible. Everything comes together beautifully. And I think what, what Peter is saying here is that even the 11 apostles who died a natural death, they all died for what they believed in. And they didn't have like social media. They couldn't pick up the phone, even though they were scattered to different parts of the earth. They all pointed to the same message and they all died for their faith. That's amazing credibility. And I think what God is saying to us today is, look, one day you're going to leave this earth. Do you have a relationship with me? And know that you've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit changing your life. But secondly, do we know that we know that the Bible is God's truth? See, there is no plan B. You're it. Your plan A from God. Jesus was the plan that was sent from heaven so that we could be saved, but not only be saved when we leave this earth, but this, this amazing life that he gives us down on this earth while we're living for Jesus Christ. So out of all this good news that he's given us, we've had this experience with Jesus. We know that the Bible's true. We know that it's credible, even though we still have a lot of questions about the Bible, and, and we always will until the day we leave this earth. Here are some things that, that I want to take away with for my own life. I think um, number one is this. There is no plan B, man. We're it. We have a dying, lost world. We got division going on in our nation like never before. We got racism. We got hatred. We got all these horrible things that are going on. But the good news is that Jesus brought the good news to us. And, and I want to ask, if you're listening to this, to step into relationship with this loving God. It's very simple. Believe, receive, and follow. It's believing in Jesus Christ. It's receiving Him. And then it's simply saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to follow you all the days of, of my life. I think the second thing that the takeaway is I need reminders in my life because I, I get off track easily. I don't know if you're like me, but it's easy to get off the rails. And I need those reminders of, yes, it is true. I'm not going to rely on my feelings. I'm going to rely on, upon what is truth. And the Bible's very clear that this absolutely is truth. Here, here's how I look at it, because in, in different cultures, in different regions of our world, and this, they say there's over 220 world religions, that everybody thinks they're right. And so this is my conclusion. This is what I've come to. We're all wrong, and the Bible's right. It's not that I'm right and you're wrong. We're all wrong because we're sinners. We need God. We've broken His law, but He fixed it through Jesus Christ. And the Bible is what's right. And this is the last thing. 
that I think God is speaking to us. Share the message, man. This is a wonderful time to share the good news of Jesus Christ. People are hurting, they're dying, they're lost. I found that people are open to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ more than any other time because of all the things that are going on in our world right now. Share it. It's not just liking it, but it's sharing it. I'll just finish with this. At the cross, we can find brown, yellow, black, white people, green people, orange people, all different cultures, all different languages. Although we have diversity, God's called us to the central focus of the cross of Jesus Christ. That's how we can love one another. That's how God, I believe, can heal our hearts, that he can heal our nation and bring us under one, under himself. I think the best place that we can be to heal our land and heal our nation is on our knees. It's got to start with us. It's got to start with me first. So I think we just in closing, I'd like to just have a closing prayer for all of us. And if you're ready to receive Christ right now, this is the best time to do it. So Lord, I thank you for the cross behind me. I thank you for what it represents, your love, your kindness, the fact that you reconciled us back to your heart. I thank you, God, that you've given us life. And I thank you, God, for eternal life, that we have the promise of that through the word. God, we're praying for healing over our nation. We're praying, God, that hearts begin to heal, that brothers and sisters come together, God. And we know that the only way that can happen is through the love of your son, Jesus. So God, I pray for anyone out there that just needs Jesus right now. Lord, I receive you. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I'm sorry, God. I'm a sinner. I just surrender everything to you and ask you to come into my heart. I want to live for you now, Jesus. In your name, amen. Hey, I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the guys out there. Thank you so much for all that you do for your families. Constantly sacrificing, praying, loving your families, bringing your kids up in the ways of God. I just want to encourage you today. Have an awesome day. And if this message helped you in any way, I really want to encourage you to share this message with someone who needs the good news of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time at NBCC.